Hi, this is Beamy Shavery, and this is going to be an actual, um, this is a special episode because this particular episode is not a daily dose. It is a daily dose, but it's really not a daily dose because it is giving us a break from the astrology. It's also giving us a break from what's going on in the world because today, well, actually when this is released, which will be tomorrow, is a day of celebration for me because this is my 36th birthday june 30 1984 was the day i graced this world with my presence and changed the dynamic forever (laughs) so if you have any of your cancerian friends let them know that they are loved they are supported they are the absolute shit okay cancerians are incredible beings very very misunderstood but very 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 necessary and so this particular episode i have gotten so many emails from you guys throughout the year of creating this podcast throughout the year of launching the newsletters and the different projects that i've worked on throughout the years i have been getting a lot of questions from people who have been wondering about how I got into astrology, how I got here in in my life, where I decided that this was gonna be the path that I took, where do I stand when it comes to relationships? Like y'all have been all up in my business. I wanted to know all up in my business. And so, as you know, if you know any Cancerians, you know that we are very selective in what it is that we choose to share. We're very open, but we're open selectively. So. I am very strategic in what it is that I share and how I allow people into my personal, personal, personal domain. But this particular episode I felt was necessary for me to share with you my journey. Year 35 has been a very transformative year and I am expecting year 36 to be nonetheless even more so. However, it wasn't just what happened in year 35. It's the culmination of everything that has been happening. And from my Saturn return at 30 to coming into who I truly know who I am at 33, it has been a major, major, major awakening for myself. So I am taking this time to give you guys a breakdown of Brandy, okay, the girl behind Be Me Shavery. Me Shavery is my middle name in case anybody wanted to know. I know people are like, where did you come up with that? I was born with it. I don't know. It's Me Shavery. It's my mom's middle name. It's just what it is. Um, but it has been a a way to create this life for myself. And I'm so happy that you guys are into me. I'm so happy that you're connected with me. And I'm so happy that you see the light in what it is that I am doing and who God has put me here to be. And so I want to share with you guys a little bit more about my dynamics. Now, as you know, I speak a lot about astrology and I tell you guys the importance of your birth charts. And I tell you how it's so important for you to know different alignments in your life, in your birth chart, because that is what helps you to understand how different cycles will affect you. And what got me into that was definitely being aware of my own personal birth chart. So I'm going to go through my birth chart with you guys, which is super personal. Okay. It's super personal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not really personal, but it's very personal because it is, it's going to give you a glimpse of who I am and why I think the way I do, even though it is not 
all I am. It is a big part of my existence when it comes to the astrological world because it explains a lot. It'll it'll give you guys a lot of insight on my of who I am. And so hopefully with me sharing you breaking down the little parts of my birth chart um, you guys will be interested even more so in learning your own and getting to know who you are. This has all been a huge, huge, big staple in me learning to identify with who I am, not just in astrology, but also when it comes to numerology and also comes to my life path and all of those things. They all contribute to how I view the world, how I view uh, myself. It it, ha- it helps me when it comes to experiences that I've had, my perspectives based on traditions and my cultural upbringing, like just a lot of different things. It's helped me to be as diverse as I am and as I've always been through life. And it's helped me to put it together to where I understand it. Because for a long time, like many of you, I have too been in a space where I'm like, This is the weird, like, why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel this? Why do I think like this? Why do my dreams feel so real? Why are they so real? Like, I don't have random dreams. I dream every single night, but I did go through a period where I had no dreams at all. And then when I started dreaming, it was dreams that were so vivid that I could not pretend. I would have to get up and write them out so I wouldn't forget them only to know when I wake up, I'm not forgetting them because they are becoming a part of my life. So it's how you are aware of your awakenings and it's how you connect with the people in your life and how you spiritually build your tribe without you even knowing consciously that is what you are doing. So this particular episode is going to give you guys a divvy into who I am for what the year 35 signify for me, as well as a breakdown of my birth chart. Okay. Um, (laughs) I, I don't suggest you writing this stuff down, but if you must, if you have to, if you think that's important, okay, I get it. I understand. But Hopefully at the end of the episode, the only thing that you, the most important thing that you take from it is the importance of knowing thyself and the importance of understanding the purpose of your existence here on earth. And it helps you to deflect in the parts of your life that are just distractions. And it puts you in perspective of what is needed, what is important, what is it that you see for yourself that is most important above all. And so that helps me. I am well aware that I could not, would not, am not able to help anybody until I was able to dig into myself. Throughout this entire year of podcasting, you guys know, um, beyond that, you know from my blogs, beyond that, you know from my documentaries, you know from interviews that I've done, you know from my media presence, you know from the work that I've already put out that I have had a very interesting life. I've had a very eclectic life and I have a very fruitful and multicultural, multidimensional way of seeing life because of my upbringing, but also because of the experiences that I've had in life. So that helps me to connect with each and every one of you. It helps me, even though we may be from different parts of the world, we may be in different positions in life, but I have this embedded ability to connect with people beyond the surface because of the journey that I have had thus far in life. So this is hopefully by the end of this, as much as you guys are continually inspired by me, you continue to be inspired by me. You understand the way that I do life and you will understand the way that 
um, I identify in this world in the midst of everything that's going on around me. Okay, so get you something to drink, get you a comfortable space. You know, I love to speak. I don't really like to talk about myself, but this is a special episode because this is technically the closing of chapter 35 for me and it is opening of chapter 36 and I'm super excited. I'm super blessed. I know that so many people have not made it this far. I know personally people who have lost their lives right at this point in their life and some people who didn't even make it this far. So I am super, super aware of how privileged I am in that regard when it comes to just being able to exist. And I am so passionate about that because I know how fragile life is. So hopefully at the end of this, you guys learn a little bit more about me. You are even more connected to me than you were before. And hopefully it helps you to be more connected with yourself because that is the ultimate goal, learning thyself to help others so that you're able to maneuver in life the way that you're meant to. Okay, so I'm going to take a brief interlude and I'm going to come back with all the juiciness and all the details. And then we are going to bring in my chapter 36 together. Be right back. Okay, guys, I'm back and we are technically entering into my chapter 36, but I'm recording this at the final day of my chapter 35. And it feels so weird. So very weird um, for me to say that because I'm telling you, this year went by really, really fast. And for the first time, well, for the second time, because I didn't really do a lot last year. I did a little bit last year, um, but it was a very difficult time because last year was um, literally days after one of my closest friends passed away at the age of 37. And it was days before it was a day before his birthday. So um June last year was not the best for me. It was a very emotional, scary, very, 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 very uh, introspective, overwhelming time for me. But um, I did get enjoyment out of it because the year before I did celebrate my birthday in a way that was um, with everyone I loved, with the people that I loved. And I still have those memories from that as well. But regardless, 30 entering into 35 was a very, very um, introspective time for me. It, it forced me into this. I was freshly into the podcast. I decided during uh, the recording of the podcast that I wanted to have a safe space for the men in the world, men, masculine men, especially black men. It was just a war on them. I felt the spiritual war on them raging and I needed them to know that despite the things that they'd gone through and the things that they've experienced, that they still had support and love from women and from, from me, you know? And so I, um, definitely started this, this podcast. And if, if you noticed, it's gone from, I took the name daily dose of energy. I changed it back to intuition speaks because that was the name that it started with. And even though it was daily doses of energy, I still, um, I kept seeing daily, daily dose everywhere recently. I'm like, I, I don't want to be in a bunch of with everybody saying daily dose. So I'm just going to take that out and we're going to stick back. It's still daily doses of energy, but the basis is still intuition speaks. And that was something that was given to me that came to me in a dream in 2012. So that is mine. That That is definitely mine. But 
when I created this uh, podcast, it was definitely out of a space of for someone else pouring into men. It was not negating the things that they needed to work on, but it was also not beating them down to a pulp in the midst of them trying to figure it out. And so that is where I came in. And the feedback was so incredible for me. I can't even begin to tell you because I only wanted seven men. I only wanted seven people to be on a newsletter. And it went from seven people to hundreds of people within a two week frame. And then after that, it was continually spreading. And I did no promotions. As you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, you've been following for a year, you know, I didn't do any, I didn't do any type of promotion. I don't include people on it. I don't do that whole marketing gimmick thing because this was a pure space that I created specifically for a purpose. And I didn't want it to be clouded by anything else that was external to that. And so as the podcast continued to grow and as uh, my life continued to evolve, I began to bring in the astrology. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. It wasn't something that I planned on doing, but it was something that I felt was necessary. It was something that was in my spirit and, and something that God continued to work. It took me months to finally initiate it into what I was doing. And so I began to do that and I began to share um, astrological placements and all of these things with people. And then I set up where I was doing uh, energy sessions and energy sessions are one on one. Um, basically just, they're not therapy sessions, but they're moments where I get with people. And at the time prior to the pandemic or anything like that, I was doing so many a week over the phone and in person that I had to limit it because it was really, it's a journey. It's really digging deep into people's minds, bodies, and souls and figuring it out, figuring out what has been holding them back creating a plan with them, not for them, but one with them that helps them to navigate through that and help them on a path where they can continue to sustain the growth that they have uh, accumulated throughout that duration of time. And so during this entire process of me helping others, I was also pouring into myself because during this time, as you guys know, there's a lot of shifts. 2019 was still a lot of shifts and I was still doing a lot of I was finally at the final place of the healing that I was going through from 2016. 2016 was a very, very pivotal year for me. It was a very difficult year for me. It was difficult for me when it came to my relationships. It was difficult to me when it came to losing people I loved. It was difficult to me from trying to find a balance when it came to finding my passion, sticking to my passion, despite the work and the good that I've already done and the success that I already had. I wanted something different. And so it was finding myself in the midst of figuring everything out in the midst of becoming an aunt for the first time in the midst of just deciding that I'm going to date now I'm going to figure out if dating is for me. I don't like dating. I'm not going to lie to you, but going through all of those different transitions helped me to find my place in my own heart. And it helped me to realize what I wanted, what I needed, what I desired. And it also helped me to put boundaries in place where I had none before. Um, I wasn't a doormat by any means, but I'm a person who forgives very easily. And I'm a person who loves and sees because I can see the depth. And once I get to the birth chart, you guys kind of understand that a little more. But because I see the depths of a human beyond what they are presenting, I always have this natural 
um, ability to want to pull them close and keep them safe and nurture them back to life. And that is a good and bad thing when it comes to yourself, because you're having to figure out this thing called balance. And then you're having to figure out boundaries because People will use you up. They will use you up because they know they can. They will use you up because it's beneficial to them. But also you'll be left to figure it out on your own. But throughout this entire time, I was still doing um, different type of speaking engagements. I was still being featured in all these different things. I was still creating and working on creative projects, but I still felt I needed to create a better foundation for myself an escapism. For myself because I was pouring everything out. And so leading up into 2017, 2018, 2019, the 2019 was the culmination of the completion of the cycle of trying to figure it out. I'd finally created a blueprint of it the way I needed it to be, not the way that it had been, even though it was successful, it wasn't fulfilling my spirit because I had grown so much. And so entering into year 35, One of the most one of the most transformative moments was watching one of my closest friends take his last breath, knowing that he was taking his last breaths were um, life changing for me because it was as if you're watching a person's spirit transcend. And if you've never felt that before, um, that gave me such a peace with his going because I knew that he was still there. But the physical shell of him was being left behind. And I feel like if I'd experienced that um, with my father's passing, then I would have been able to grieve it and cope with it a lot more. And it wouldn't have taken me so long to accept the terms of it. And so um, because when my dad passed, he passed suddenly in his sleep at 47. But I didn't get to see that last breath. It was more of a, uh, when I saw him, he was on the couch and he was already gone. That is something that's traumatizing. But seeing someone years later, my dad at this time has been gone almost 15 years. So being able to see it up close gave me a sense of peace because I knew there was nothing more that I could have done. There was nothing more that I needed to do. It was time and it was okay. And he knew I loved him. He was aware of that. He felt that up until his last breath. So I was okay with that. But that is what initiated my third awakening, my third spiritual ascension. And when I say spiritual ascension, I'm not speaking about just having candles and just having, you know, all of those things. There are phases of ascension. There are peak phases and then there are dormant ones. And I experienced my first initiation into a spiritual Um, a spiritual ascension was in 2011, 2012. And it was one of the most, I speak about that um, a couple episodes back. And I don't really want to get into that because I don't want to get off of what I'm speaking about, but I will let you guys know it was one of the most out of body um, experiences that I'd ever experienced. And I'd never, ever experienced anything like that before. And that was something that was so powerful and so impactful. And when I think about it now, that is exactly what started my initiation into my spiritual path. And it helped me birth so many incredible, powerful projects way before time, way before it has become a thing to do now. These were projects that I pushed out when no one was wanting. People were afraid 
to talk about the things that we talked about because it was still taboo, very much so taboo. And so I'm very proud of the work that I've already done because I know that the work that I've already done has definitely been a part of the foundation of where we stand today. And even though I'm only going to be 36, I am blessed to have followed the path that I have and stuck to it because I definitely have been living off of the rewards of that. And so going into year 35, 35 has taught me more so than ever to hold on to the vision that I have, hold on to the passion that I have, hold on to my purpose, because at the end of everything, that is all that counts. And it helped me to force me to work through fears that I may have had, fears of inadequacy, fearing that people won't understand. I've heard so many no's. So at that point, no means nothing to me. No is like a turn on because you telling me no is only giving me this this uh, Kundalini arising where it's making me feel like, okay, I'm going to show you even more so of why you should have never told me no, because your no is a yes to my spirit. And so it gave me this boldness that I did not know and did not expect to be birthed. But by the time I turned 35, it was like, this is who I am. This is what I am. I know the adjustments that need to be made. I know the tweaks that I can make on myself, but this is me. This is who I am. And I'm not trying to change it. It's, it's worked for me. It's worked for me. This growth pattern, this being on the spiritual path, this being in tune with myself, standing up for myself, choosing myself, despite everything else has paid off for me. And so it has made me live in this form of boldness that I hadn't done before. I, it's not that I was afraid to do so. It was just that I, I did not think I, I never knew the importance of it prior to my thirties. And so this particular year, I manifested so many things prior to As I stated, 2019 was a closure of a lot of the culmination of the work that I'd already been doing. The cycles that were needing to be closed out were beginning to close. And I began to see my life evolve in a way, in a personal level that I'd not, I'd expected because I'd prayed for it. I'd manifested it. I'd put the work in, but I hadn't seen it come into fruition. But 2019 up until even coming up into 2020, I began to see how powerful manifestation is and how powerful believing in yourself is and how powerful your life changes, how how many changes can occur in such a short amount of time when you choose yourself, when you choose it, when you believe it, when you work towards it, when you really, really, really put that work in. It has no choice but to come into fruition. And that is what my life has become. It has been an immense time for healing, an immense time for releasing anything that does not benefit me in a way that contributes to the growth of me. It's helped me to see things in a way that has freed me from expectations of others and freed me from the thought and the fear of what other people may feel or think about my decisions. It has made me more aware of myself. And that is so freeing to me. Um, Stepping outside of my comfort zone has been one of the gifts that this year has brought me, pushed me beyond, you know, uh, any type of stability I thought I had pushed me out of that, pushed me out of the normality of that, forced me into a place of inner compassion, 
allowed me to be honest with myself when it came to what I want in stability, what I want in a relationship. What do I expect from a person who's going to share my life with me? Do I want to share my life with anyone? Do I want to be a mother? I feel as though I'm already a mother. And and in, in when I get into my, my birth chart, you'll see why. I am naturally a gifted person when it comes to the nurturing of people and the nurturing of an existence and birthing something great. That is my purpose. That is a part of my assignment here in the physical form. But then there's this tension and then there's this 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 strategic uh, moment that forces you to a different path of action. Right. It forces you in a way that can create this tension because you're now battling with yourself. You're battling with what you thought you already knew, what you thought you already had experienced. And you are being held to a different standard by your own regards. And so here I am in this space where I'm being more in tune with myself. I'm learning who I am. I'm, I'm really, really, it's going through that molting process of a Cancerian. Cancerian crabs, crabs go through this uh, molting process where they are shedding their ecosystem. Their, their, their whole exoskeleton is being removed. And during that time, they cannot be around people. They have to be by themselves. They can't be around other crabs. They have to be isolated because everything is so sensitive. Their entire body is so pure and so exposed. And they have to be very careful of the environment that they are in. But once they begin to grow their shell over because they're growing, they're strengthening, they're becoming expanded. And once they are doing that and their new shell is birthed, then they are able to leave behind what they have shedded and they never look back. They don't go back to that space until it's time for them to birth children and throw it into that particular ocean in that space. And then they never are seen in that area again. That is the part of myself that was being birthed during year 35, really from year 34 to 35. And one of the lessons that that period taught me was despite what I'm feeling, despite the inadequacies that I may have experienced, despite the battles that you face when it comes to corporate America, when it comes to dealing with other races, when it comes to ethnicities, when it comes to cultural bias, you have to remember that you are good enough. And that was a part of my lesson. That was a part of my journey. That was a part of my life, knowing that I am good enough, knowing that, but believing that in a way that never falters, despite what I'm seeing every day, despite what I'm experiencing, I am I'm grounded and I'm planted in that notion that I am good enough, period, point blank. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to do anything to prove it. I don't have to do anything to experience it. I am good enough, period. And this tapped into a different ability of mine. This tapped into uh, a different area where I was able to blossom in a natural essence of myself. The light that I already possessed shined even brighter despite what I was feeling, despite what I was going through. And it tapped into the spiritual connection into the spirit world that helped me to attune myself in a way that I'd never experienced before. The ability to connect to people on a soul level without them even knowing I'm doing so without me even wanting to being able to speak life into the deadened parts of them that they didn't even know were deadened. 
That is a gift. And that's something I never played with. It allowed me to be adaptable to my scenarios and my situations and my sceneries in a way that I may have been more fixed on being in control. It allowed me to step back, review, have a new perspective, channel the things that I care about the most, tap into the things that I care about the most, tap into the things that really, really are value of me, stand in that soil and allow it to cultivate, allow it to grow, allow myself to share it when I felt ready, not when I was forced to. And so this was something that changed the dynamics of my life. It was it was something that I can't even begin to explain to you without getting choked up because my entire life and my entire purpose and everything that I'd spoken up until that point finally made sense. It finally began to connect. And as it began to connect, a new canvas was beginning to be created. And during this time, After you're healing from heartbreak, you're healing from disappointments, you're going through the battles of corporate America and facing the racist things that go on there and fighting against the status quo and standing up for yourself, even when you are the only all of these things during this time, a different type of romantic, uh, innovative desire began to be birthed in me, something that gave me an immense amount of power. Because I did not run from the reality of that's what I want. That's what I desire. That's what I need. And it is a part of my existence, but on my terms. And this helped me so much. It helped me to see things. It helped me to be more understanding. It helped me to be pure. It helped me to be aware of where it is I was, despite everything that had already happened in my life. And so with birthing this podcast and going through the different transitions in the midst of this entire pandemic that has happened and being able to look at how I view things and how I've spoken things into existence has really, really, really birthed new opportunities. It has really, really allowed me to be um, very curious about my own life and my own capabilities and my own journey as I'm navigating through That is a fulfilling feeling. That's something that I don't ever take lightly. And it's something that I will never take lightly because it is why I'm here. And so when you learn about the different aspects of your life and you learn about the duality of your life and you learn about the premises of which you are created, it really does give you a sense of new arrival. Like I'm here. You can't tell me anything about myself that I don't know because I am here. I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I'm educated. I'm intellectual. I am the epitome of everything I desire to be in this world. I already am that. And it's not giving you a cockiness. It's not making you arrogant. It's making you confident in a way that helps you to continue to fuel yourself so that you're not looking for external things to give you that confidence. You don't have to look outside of yourself for everything that you want because you are it already. And anything that deters you from that reality conflicts with your journey ahead. And that is the key to understanding self. And that is the key to identifying what it is that you need to continue to prosper and grow. So year 35 has absolutely been 
transformative. It has been very, very, very impactful in a way that has forced me into a uh, recluse state, a state that I love so much, but a state that has given me the moment to be secluded for the purposes of my own growth. It's, it's helped me to know when I am needed to show up. It's given me the reason to sit and really think about what I'm fighting for, why I'm choosing to fight for something, what it is that I want and desire going forward. These are the things that I value. These are the things that I want. This is how I'm choosing to go after it. Whether it be in love, whether it be in financial ways, whether it be in your career path, I don't feel obligated to share parts of myself that I don't want to share. I don't feel obligated to be anything that I'm not. I don't feel pressured to live up to a standard that isn't real. And that is what I owe to year 35 and beyond because all of it makes sense now. Most of the changes and shifts, 2020 is definitely a new decade, but it's the beginning and the reset of my entire existence. As I stated to you guys, 2020 is not just resetting 10 years. Astrologically, it's resetting a entire 30 plus years of existence, which is why a lot of the things are coming up that they're coming up. Not only on a global, I don't want to go into the global things I'm speaking about in your personal lives. Things that you've thought were normal, traditions that you have ran away from that really are part of your core that are necessary for your continued growth. Parts of yourself that you have avoided, parts of yourself that you've discarded, parts of yourself that you've hidden from because you don't know how to tackle them. You don't know how to walk into them. You don't know the purpose of them and you're afraid of what you're going to see once you reveal it to yourself. And so this is all what 2020 is about. It is about the cultivation of the soil bringing it up out of its darkened space, discarding everything that doesn't work for you and choosing and choosing to go another route. That is what 2020 is. It is a reset. It is a rebirth. It is replenishing everything that you thought was dead. And that is what I'm super grateful about because it helps me and it helps everyone that's involved to be more connected with everything that they already are. And they don't have to change themselves just to fit into any circle. You don't have to be any, anything other than what you are. So on this birthday, it is something that I'm super proud about. So something I'm super grateful for because I know how rare it is for so many people to get to this point. Not only just because I'm 36, but because I am turning into a a being who is more self-aware, more conscious of who I am, where I'm going, what I want. It's standing in the truth of me, despite what society is saying I should be, despite what society is telling me I am, despite every example of everything that I disagree with. I am who I am. I'm going to remain that person and grow in her. I am not going to change her to fit into some bubble that I don't even like in the first place. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm here for. And that's not what I'm going to diminish my existence to. Okay, so that is the overview and that is the the breakdown of what year 35 has totally been for me. There are so many things that are coming. I do know the chapter 36 is going to be even more incredible when it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to career moves, when it comes to choosing yourself over 
anything other than what's good for you. That's where I am. And I'm happy about it. And I'm at peace with it. And it's exciting as hell because I am so blessed to be in this space, to be in my right mind, to be in good health, to be at a space where I'm able to tell you who I am and not wait for someone to explain to me why I'm important or why I matter. That is what becoming self-aware is. That's what full circle is about. It's not about discarding parts of yourself. It's about utilizing every part of yourself to create the entirety of you. Okay. So now that that has uh, been out, what I'm going to do now is go into the fun part. Well, not really so fun part, but the very, very, very important, interesting, uh, pretty fun part. We're going to dive through my birth chart together. We're going to go through my placements. We're going to go through um, how my astrology, uh, astrological birth chart is tied to what is going on now. And then you can, you know, utilize it for your own (laughs) to understand why I am the way I am, why I speak the way I do, why I view life the way I do. Okay. So I'm going to take another brief interlude and I will be back. Okay, guys, I am back. I got my coffee because, honey, this chart is interesting, okay? So what I'm going to do is start by giving you guys some verbiage, letting you know so that you're not lost. I know that every time I speak about astrology, a lot of people, um, you know, y'all have to... (laughs) The language of astrology is really interesting, so I like to give a break down prior to me going into it so I can just go ahead and explain it and you can just refer back to the beginning um, so that you understand what it is that I'm speaking about. So when I talk about um, birth charts and things like that, I'm very strategic in how I speak about it because the language is like ever, ever going and you will be lost in it. So I'm not going to get into the deep Um, like the aspects of it, meaning the positions and how close it is to what perimeter and all that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you guys an overview of my birth chart because I don't want to lose you. I don't want to make this an astrology lesson, especially when it comes to my birth chart. But I do want to give you guys an uh, overview so that you can look at your own. You can typically look at um, it's it's free to get your natal charts, birth charts, whatever you want to call it. All you do, you can go to uh, astrocharts.com. You can go to uh, Cafe Astrology. You just want to make sure that it's an accurate site and it's a verifiable site. And um, you typically would use your, you need your date of birth, you need your uh, where you were born, and you also need the time you were born. If you do not know the time you were born, you can still get a birth chart, but it won't be specific to you. It won't be specific to um, your particular alignments. It'll give you an overview, but when it comes to the houses and things like that, which I will explain, um, you won't have a detail of that because you don't know what time you were born. So let's just go into, mm, okay. So let me go into the basis of what it is that I'm talking about when I'm speaking about the birth chart. So a birth chart is, let me pull, get my little note so that I can give you guys a good explanation. Okay, the birth chart is, oh, that's good. Okay, one second, guys. I'm just, I'm doing too much. <laughs> I'm doing too much. <laughs> so 
So you have um, in the in the birth chart, a birth chart is basically a graph. It is a diagram that represents the position of the planets um, when you were born. So let's say you were born like me. I was born June 30th, 1984 at 12 a.m. So it was between 12 a.m. and 12, 15 a.m., whatever. So I put that information in. It tells me on my birth chart, the planet's positioning and how the planets were aligned tells about your life and it could kind of give you an overview of where you are what has happened what was happening and what could potentially be coming because astrology is about patterns now as i stated to you guys when i speak speak about saturn and pluto conjunctions and all these things and how they are aligned it is because it's been done before it's been it's in the astrology charts however um, it, it doesn't happen the same way every year. And so identifying the different things that are occurring in your life. Personally, I don't want to speak about global. I'm speaking about me right now. So you could put this is in a personal chart, but this is also with any chart. When you put the time and you put the dates and you put all of that in and you can see the alignments, you can see how different aspects are taken. Um, aspect when I'm speaking about aspect, I'm speaking about the angle the planets are. Um, creating a certain type of relationship or connection between the different planets. So if you have Capricorn uh, opposition, meaning going against um, Saturn, then you you can kind of get an understanding of what those two energies are like and what could um, occur during that time. So again, let me just not get lost into that. So I've already explained that to you guys on many, 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 many astrologers. So when it comes to my particular birth chart, okay, I was born June 30th, 1984 at 12 a.m., around 12 a.m., okay? That makes me a cancer. A cancerin is the is the, the word for it, right? Now, when you have a cancerian, they fall, we fall under water, okay? We're a water sign. What does that mean? Well, a water sign is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Cancer being the mother, Scorpio being the middle child, Pisces being the baby. Okay. People who are water signs tend to have a lot of emotions. Um, sensitive in relationships, we're able to bring people together. Sometimes we absorb other people's vibes, their energy, their space, all of that, right? Now, Every water sign is not going to be the same. I'm a Cancer, my brother's a Cancerian, and my mom is a Cancerian. But we're not born at the same time. We're not born on the same dates, and our placements are different. So our characteristics are different as well. Now, this is in addition to your personality traits, right? You may be a Cancerian, but if you have a life path like me of four, it will be different from a person with a life path of eight even though they're a cancer. So it's just different, right? It, it's so many different things that go into determining your personality and who you are. So when you hear people say things like I'm a cancer in or I'm a Taurus, that is really not significant when it comes to identifying their, their true personality, because not every uh, person of that particular Zodiac sign um, is the same. Okay. A cancer and also being me, I'm a cardinal sign. What are cardinal signs? 
what falls into my cardinal chart would be Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. We're all cardinal, which means we are associated with the start, the beginning of a new season, the start, the beginning, the initiation of anything that we are um, going into. So you have Aries, which is spring, summer, which is cancer, fall, which is uh, fall and winter, respectively. So then fall is Libra and winter is Capricorn. OK, we all are cardinal signs, meaning we start, initiate and create the initial vibration of what that season entails. Right. We are the ground barriers. We are the people who are the cardinal energies, the ones to take control, whatever, whatever, whatever. OK. A Cancerian is ruled by the moon. I know a lot of people have been like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, so knowing that a Cancerian is a water sign, you know that everything with water is depth. It is depth. It is navigation. It is going deeply into. It has the ability to move you in ways that you cannot put your finger on. Okay, so just like the ocean is ruled by the moon. The waves of the ocean are controlled by the angles of the moon. Okay. It's the same with the human body. Even though people have the hardest time understanding, even though our bodies are made of 70% water, but whatever. Okay. I, I don't like to argue science with people. So the moon, the moon rules cancerians, even though cancerians are water signs does not the moon does not rule Pisces. The moon does not rule Scorpio. They have different elements. I mean, they have different um, characteristics. They're water, but they're different. So the moon rules specifically Cancerian energy, the Cancerian placement. The moon drives your deepest feelings. It has to do with tuning your character, your instinct, your intuition, emotions, and your reactions. It also rules your private life. The moon uh, rules the home. It's a feminine, feminine type of element in nature. Okay, so it rules the mother and how you perceive her. And it does the same for any important females in your life, including your wife, girlfriend, female boss, the grandmother, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Right. If the sun represents where you're going, which I'll get into that later, when people normally say, oh, I'm a Cancerian, they're talking about the sun sign, meaning the the first they're just speaking about the basics of who they are based on the zodiac. OK, the sun sign represents where you are going. It doesn't represent who you are, which is why you can be a Cancerian and not come off as emotional as people assume you would be because you are a Cancerian. People tie certain stereotypic um, ideological type of reasoning to a Zodiac. And that is why most people don't believe it's true. They don't believe in astrology. They don't understand it because people can say you're a Taurus, but you are a uh, cancer moon. Well, your cancer moon is more of the reality of your feelings and your emotions opposed to the Taurian sun in you. The sun is where you're going. It's the outer. It's how people see you, right? It is not who you are. So if you're in, if your emotional state is more of a Cancerian because it's a Cancerian moon, then you're going to appear more of a Cancerian than you would a Taurus, which is a stubborn type of uh, fixed energy. Okay. 
This is why natal charts and birth charts are so important because understanding the duality of a person is more than just saying what their zodiac is. So when you're speaking about me as a Cancerian, right? I'm a Cancerian. Ha ha. I love being a Cancerian actually, but a Cancerian, I'm ruled by the moon and I am a water sign. Those are two things that you know about me thus far. Okay. Now, what else is important when you're speaking about the signs? Okay. When you're speaking about the signs, you have to also look at when you're talking about your birth chart, you look at your sun, the moon, you have very important parts that each planet plays in your birth chart. Okay. Now, what does that mean? Okay. So hold on one second. Let me go to my little, my little notes. Cause I don't want to miss you. Okay. So we have the sun, we have the moon, we have Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Okay. All the planets and in, in, in the sun, which is a, an asteroid, right? A star. Then you have North Node, which is where you're headed, where you're going, your future. Chiron, that's your healing element. Your ascendant is the South Node, your past, your traditions, your upbringing, your, uh, the things that are, are put in your core. Right. Now, what do these things mean? Okay, so you have the sun. Your sun represents your ego, right? It's the ego structure. The sun is the center of the solar system. So all life resolves around it. It revolves around the sun. In the same way, the ego is the center of our personality. It's a it's the center of our identity. It gives integration and continual uh, understanding of you as an individual. So in a sense, it can be said that the sun in astrology re reveals a person's character and is the prime indicator of what the individual is trying to achieve. OK, this is the fixed pillar at the center of a person around everything else that it revolves around. So the sun is the center, it's the core of you. It is what people see. It is who you are. It is what they assume is the totality of you, your son. So when a person says, I am a cancer, which is me, I'm a cancerin. <laughs> I am a cancerin, honestly, to the, when I, wait till I get through this chart, y'all gonna be like, oh my God, a cancerian. Okay. I'm a cancerian. My sun sign is in cancerian, right? So, okay. She's a cancer, whatever. Then you have your moon sign. Okay. Your moon sign is your personal identity, your personal life. Right. The moon is inscribed of a circle around the earth. So it moves more swiftly than any other astronomical body. And it represents your day to day, moment to moment movements. And the moon in astrology represents the inner emotional and the unconscious. So it's molded and shaped by your environment, by your events by your social and familiar expectations. The moon is indica indicative of how you respond to life as a result of your past habits, experience, heritage, traditions, etc., and so on. Okay. The moon will tell you the sign that your moon is in will tell you about your private life. It'll tell you more about your private life than the sun will. 
So how are your instincts? What is your imagination like? How does your mind operate? How do you express your feelings? How, um, what are your experiences genuinely when it comes to your family, your parents? Okay. Now where the house is placed on your moon, which I'll get into that later, shows how and where you make your day-to-day adjustments. Okay. So basically your moon is you, it's your inner, it's your personal, it's your private sector. My moon is in cancer as well. So I have my sun, which is my pride, my ego, my personality in cancer and my moon, which is my private life, my personal life in cancer as well. Now, when you get into your chart, you're going to notice that there are degrees, how close it is, how close a planet is to a sign determines the significance of that element. But it doesn't take away that you are. That is your moon sign. It just it affects you differently depending on the close elements of your um, aspects. Right. Okay. so then we're going into Mercury. Now, I've already told you I'm a cancer. Right. But I mean, I'm a cancer, like not just by my sun sign. My sun is in cancer. My moon is in cancer. Mercury is also in cancer. Now, what does that mean? Mercury is your communication, your mental life, how you um, communicate your emotions and your feelings and all of that. Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. So from the viewpoint of the earth, it seems to go back and forth across the face of the sun. Mercury is the planet of your mental life, how you communicate, how you process things, how you internalize things, um, how you receive, process and disseminate information. It relates to your short trips. It relates to siblings and other aspects of your immediate environment. OK, this the sign placement of Mercury is going to show your basic attitude and mental habits because my Mercury is in cancer. It shows you that I am a person who is naturally always empathetic on a mental level and compassionate and understanding of others feelings, others positions in life. And I come from a place that is always geared in understanding compassion for someone other than self. So my sun is in cancer. My moon is in cancer. My mercury too is in cancer. Venus. Venus is my love nature. Venus is your love nature. Venus is the planet that rules the way you express your love, the way that you aspire for life as good or beautiful. It also influences your approach to partnerships and indicates what adjustments will be made in order to encourage a loving relationship. Venus is all about harmony. It is drawn to social activities of all kinds, arts, music, dance, literature, drama, among others, right? The sign of your placement, Venus, describes your style of sharing the love that you have and you embody with others. It's your natural area of expression for your love energy, right? Now, because my my Venus too is in Cancer, you know that I'm a very protective, nurturing, a loving, um, person that thrives in the home when it comes to family, when it comes to love, when it comes to 
connecting with um just connecting with the people that you care about the most this is how i express it in a very cancerian way okay now my sun is in cancer my moon is in cancer my mercury is in cancer my venus is in cancer and now we're at mars mars again is the planet of action it's a very fiery 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 energy Okay, now we currently have all these retrogrades going on. Okay, I already talked about the retrogrades, so y'all can go back and review my chart and try to figure out, you know, <laughs> try to figure out how this is affecting me. I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling it. Okay, now Mars is the planet in your birth chart that is your energy, it expresses your. A desire and your will. It shows how you aim at your goals and the power that you put towards yourself to achieve these goals. It represents your most fundamental passion. Placement of Mars is the fundamental nature of your assertion, how you assert yourself, how you push yourself to uh, achieve whatever it is that you are trying to achieve, right? It shows how and to what extent you are willing to go um, to get something done. Now I've already told you I am a Cancerian. Okay. I'm a cardinal sign. I like initiative. I like to go. I like to be in control. I like to be the one that is navigating because I am a natural leader. I am the mother of the Zodiac. Okay. My Mars, which is how my energy is expressed. It is how I am shown to be in action is in Scorpio which is my fellow water sign. Scorpio is the fire. It is definitely the fixed, stubborn of the zodiac in the water placements. It is the one that's very, 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 very intense, sexually intense. It is very passionate. It is very, very much so potent. It is the fiery of all of us, right? Of all of the water signs. It is the more outwardly fiery, I shall say. So when my Mars, which is a natural fire energy planet is met in Scorpio, it is a natural love. It loves to be together because they're both fire. They're both in this place of um, just power, action, going after whatever, right? So that is a natural home for Mars, Scorpio. Now, Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Jupiter represents your values. It is the king of the planets. Okay. Jupiter is in charge of order, of creation, how you're showing your values, where you feel confident and in control, where you feel you have something to teach others. It is about discipline, it is about authority, but it also is all about ruling it rules religion it rules philosophy long distance travel higher education um it's the sign your sign placement of jupiter describes your values in life what you expand on what it connects to it expands right this house placement shows the area of life where you feel luckiest in the area where you where you receive the most help from other people and from god and uh cosmetically right cosmos now the aspect patterns to jupiter show the direct network of good and administrative power in your life my jupiter is in capricorn i don't have to tell y'all 
first of all, Jupiter retrograded in Capricorn, Jupiter and Saturn met in Capricorn. I am a Jupiter placement in Capricorn. And so I, this is my year. Okay. I'm, I'm not even going to go there with y'all. This is absolutely my year. Okay. I'm feeling it all in the midst of us being in Mercury retrograde in the midst of us being, um, you know, dealing with all of these retrogrades. I am, I'm feeling it. Okay. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm just feeling it. Okay. It's my natural habitat. It's like I'm home. Okay. So my Jupiter is in Capricorn, Saturn, Saturn, Saturn is your obligation. Saturn is all about structure. Saturn is all about creating a process, being disciplined enough to see it through. So Saturn represents your obligations. It represents in your birth chart where you feel restricted. You may feel, you know, where you feel you're obligated in the fears through Saturn. The taskmaker of the Zodiac is exactly what Saturn is. It's rewarding discipline, hard work, perseverance, right? It is showing you an area of your life where you may feel restricted, where you have to work extra hard to obtain things that come to you. It's the aspects of Saturn showing the most direct involvement of areas of your life where you, you're feeling very responsible and you're having to be responsible. It holds you accountable. This is your area of focus per state, right? This is where you are having to focus. And my Saturn is in Scorpio. So as you can see already, I have a lot of water going on, a little bit of earth. The earth that the earth that I'm showing right now is in Capricorn and it's Jupiter. So it's a lot of expansion when it comes to my fundamentals, but I have a lot of emotion. I have a lot of fire. I have a lot of uh, cardinal fixed energy so far, right? In the most important planets. So then I'm going into um, Uranus. Now, Uranus is Uranus is freedom. It is about unexpected change. It is about, you know, um, Uranus is all of a sudden it's sudden it's suddenly cha sudden changes right it's like electricity the planet Uranus is beyond the orbit of Saturn and it really cannot be seen without telescope okay it represents the sky that's in us that transcends the limits of our life right it's all about originality and unconventionality it is about Stimulating against sudden and erratic change, expressed revolution, the invention of new ways. Aquarius is typically it is a Uranian energy because it's all about newness. It is about creating new paths, new earth, new world, new new things, new ways of doing things. This house placement is where you will be able to show your broadest drives of freedom. What you, wherever area of your life you may feel restricted in, in Saturn, Uranus comes in and helps you to push beyond the restrictions. But depending on where those placements are, it can absolutely affect what you get done, right? So then Uranus, my Uranus is in Sagittarius, okay? <laughs> More fire, more fire, but very free, very uh, Uranus and Sagittarius is a pretty interesting, but Sagittarius is, is again, very free energy. So my Uranus is in Sagittarius. If you are, I'm not going to get into all the, 
breaking down the signs because you guys by now should know that. And that's something you can kind of just look up, but Sagittarius, right? So my, my, and you know, what's funny when I was born, my Jupiter in Capricorn was retrograde. Hello. We're currently in Jupiter retrograde. My Saturn in Scorpio was retrograde. So I was born with Saturn in retrograde and Jupiter in retrograde. Uranus was also retrograde. Um, now my Neptune. OK, my Neptune is in Sagittarius as well. And it, too, was retrograde. OK, now. Oh, my goodness gracious. OK, so. Pluto is about well, Neptune is your spiritual aspirations and beliefs, right, is about creating a part of you that is striving for perfection, but looks to some higher purpose of it. So spirituality is really big. Neptune rules the ocean, which is more water. And the big part of that is beyond the limits of the shores of personal existence. It's tapping into your unconscious. It rules your dreams. It rules culture. Um, it's a primary indicator of your connection to the culture that you live in spiritually and not so much. So the sign of Neptune shows an idea that a desire to manifest, right? You desire something to come to fruition and your Neptune helps you to do that. The house placement of Neptune shows the area of your life that you want to express in. So it helps you to tap into the deeper purpose of whatever it is that you are desiring on a spiritual level. So my Neptune again is in a Sagittarius. My Pluto is 29 degrees. I said I wasn't going to speak about the degrees, but it is in Libra. And that too was in retrograde. So every planet that is retrograde right now, I am born in retrograde. Okay. <laughs> so, so far I have Jupiter and Capricorn retrograde when I was born. It's still retrograde today. Saturn and Scorpio is retrograde retrograde today uranus is retrograde in sagittarius and neptune was retrograde in sagittarius and pluto was also retrograde in libra pluto is your need of fundamental change rebirth transformation it represents the core so pluto represents the dark underground inner ground of you right it shows your ability to transform the most fundamental places of your inner being it is Sometimes compulsive, obsessive, committed part of your nature that expresses itself freely. It's slow. It moves very, very slow. And it shows the area of your life where you make your most fundamental and potent changes. So the aspects of Pluto in your chart shows the deepest, most unconscious links in your personality structure. OK, what does that mean? Well, my Pluto is in Libra, so I'm all about obtaining balance all over in, in and through my life internally. Right. So this retrograde is helping me to identify what areas of my life I am needing to balance, where I may have fallen short and where I need to expand. OK, then I have a north node in Gemini. The north nodes just shifted. OK, my uh, south node is in Sagittarius and my north node is in Gemini. The these particular nodes just shifted. What is your north node? Your north node, again, is where you're headed. So the energy in which you go forward, um, all it was retrograde when I was born. 
Okay. I'm a very interesting individual. If y'all haven't noticed, you know, I'm very interesting. So the North node in Gemini, um, is all about how you communicate going forward, where you are, um, utilizing the duality of your being in the, in understanding the duality of existence and using it to help you further your life. Right. Chiron is also was Gemini when I was born. Chiron is about my healing. It is how I view healing. It is a, it is about how I uh, engage when it comes to what I view as importance when it comes to my healing. That is in Gemini as well. My rising sign, my rising sign is how, how, what is the best way for me to explain my rising? When you are speaking about the rising of someone, the rising is how you are, how they're expressing how they express themselves, their personality, who they truly may be at the core, right? And my rising is in Pisces. So very spiritual, very connected, very deeply uh, intertwined with what is not seen, very much so in tune with everything, internal, external, etc., so on, okay? So those are the planets and the positions of them in my charts, now, when we speak about the houses, you speak about you hear people say, you know, there's there are 12 houses. There are 12 houses. So when you want to find out in particular how a retrograde or something is going to affect your particular life, you can also look at your houses and see what signs. So, for instance, we are in a cancer retrograde. Right. Um, where is cancer in my chart? all over the place. Okay. I am a cancer, but cancer is also in my fifth house. And what does that mean? What is the fifth house? Well, fifth house represents your creative inspiration. It affects you. How is this uh, mercury retrograding in cancer going to affect you? Well, cancer in my chart is in my fifth house. So this retrograde is going to affect my love life. It is going to affect my ex my inspiration. It's going to affect how I express myself, what I'm invested in, my children, if I have any, it is going to affect how I take risk. This is where this particular retrograde is focusing on in my house. Okay. So when you're speaking about different retrogrades that are coming up and you're trying to figure out how it's going to affect you, look at that zodiac sign, see where that zodiac sign is in your, in your chart, where it is in your house. And that's how you can kind of understand what is going to be uh, the outpour of what's going on with your life, right? Or how it's going to affect you when it comes to retrograde season. My first house, first house represents your self-identity, right? It's how you appear to the world, your first impression um, that you make on others, your external presentation, physical characteristics, etc. so on. Your first house is how you're seen. My first house is in Pisces, okay? My second house is my personal resources, money matters, possessions, your relationship with both of them. My second house is in Aries, very cardinal energy, all about taking initiative, making shit happen, making a way out of no way. That's my second house. My third house, which is my immediate environment, my short trips, neighbors, communication with others, how I'm learning, how I attach learning to my life. It is about my relationships with my family, with my siblings. My third house is in Taurus. And this contains my North node, which is in Gemini and Chiron, which is healing. Right. So I'm, I'm really focused on the nurturing and the aesthetics and the 
um, presentation of developing my home life and my family. My fourth house, fourth house represents your home and your family. It is your children, your ancestral roots, your mother, your maternal influences in general. This is your fourth house. My fourth house is in Gemini. So how I approach things in my home is a duality of everything. How I communicate is in that Gemini type of energy, you know, so you have to um, you can find out a lot about your personality in certain areas of your life based on your houses. My fifth house is my again. I stated that's where cancer is in my fifth house, my creative inspiration, my love life, self-investment, risk taking, etc. So on my sixth house is my daily life, my health concerns, work, service, personal sacrifice. My sixth house is in Leo. So I take very I take pride, a lot of pride in my daily life, my health and how I work. My work ethic is very important to me, my integrity with what I do, my character with how I'm a service of others. All of these things, the sacrifices that I make are all characteristics of a Leo, right? So that's how you breaking these down helps you understand both yourself and others. Seventh house. My seventh house is my identity and relationships to others, how I'm dating, my marriage, partnerships of all kinds, contracts, obligations, etc. So on. My seventh house is in Virgo. Virgo, Virgo, that's an earth sign. Again, it shows you I am all about the analytics. How does this make sense? Grounded. I'm all about preparation. I'm all about seeing. I can see a lot without saying a lot, even though I know a lot and mix that with the Cancerian. It's it's like all of these spiritual connections and the ability to see beyond the ability to tap into different type of spiritual elements. That is my natural element. That is just how it is. Right. My eighth house is sex and my relationship to the resources of others, death and inheritance, transformative and transformational release, our ability to rebound rituals, all kind of rituals. Right. That is in my eighth house is in Libra containing Mars, Saturn and Pluto. So I'm all about the balance of that. But I am not restricted in how I approach it. Right. I am open. That is what the Librian energy represents in my eighth house. My ninth house is long distance travel, higher education, philosophy, mental expansion of all types, law, publishing, etc. So on my ninth house is in Scorpio, more fire, but water. My 10th house is my relationship to power. How do I view authority, my reputation, social status, career, government, institutions, father, authority figures in general? My 10th house is in Sagittarius. Okay. My 11th house is my friends, connection to humanity in general, group associations, hopes, aspirations, ideals, uh, honors received, accomplishments, accolades. This is in Capricorn. Okay. My 11th house is in Capricorn. So yes, I am an overachiever. Yes, I work very hard. Yes, I do a lot of inventing and creating and trying to create a path that is stable, that is structured, that makes sense in a practical sense. So even though I am a Cancer and who is emotionally driven, I am also very much so Capricornian because I am someone who's all about the fundamentals. So I have a good balance in earth and water, even though my water is more dominant, right? 
and the 12th house. 12th house is my spiritual life. It is my connection to anything esoteric, anything mythologically, anything that has to do with the unseen, everything that is a religion, spirituality, in a sense of um, dreams, in the sense of unconsciousness, um, things that are hidden, music, karmic quest, that inner deep mystique. That is in Aquarius. Now, that is a beautiful place to be because Aquarius is too very much so very unorthodox, very much so about trying to figure out the unknown, the hidden aspects, very mystique and mysterious, all about trying new things and creating new ways. And that is the age that we are being birthed into, which is the, the age of Aquarius. And it is a new world, there's a new earth. So that is exactly why I'm feeling so comfortable in the elements in which we are shifting. And it's hard for me to understand why people don't get it. But my chart explains a lot of why this is becoming my norm. This has been where I should have been birthed all along. But going through the experience of Pisces, uh, age of Pisces, which is what we were birthed into, because you stay in an age for over 2000 years. So as it's shifting, we're in a very pivotal time where we're being able to see the shifts of what has already happened. And I'm able to experience where everyone was and seeing the shift in where we are headed. And that is a beautiful place to be. OK, so guys, that is my chart. Right. I, I've gone over the dominance of my chart. I have gone over what placements are what in my chart. You now should have a very good understanding of. Uh, my chart in a way that you probably would not have before. So now you can kind of understand where I am, who I am and why I think and feel the way that I do. This is not um, negating normalities when it comes to your life path and soul urge and all that. That is total different. It is in addition to this, but it is not um, this or that doesn't override. They all work together. So the more you learn about yourself, the more you're able to understand different aspects of yourself and you're able to put them all together. That is the beauty of growth. That is the beauty of learning about self in a way that is more freeing opposed to something that is holding you back from truly, truly evolving into the better version of yourself. So I hope that um, learning about my birth chart, learning about my placements, Gives you a little bit of understanding of yourself and gives you a little bit of understanding of where we are together collectively as well. OK, so I love you guys. I love you so very much. And I'm so very thankful for all of you and all of your support. It is my birthday. I'm so, so very, very happy and excited. And I'm going to love on myself. I'm going to love on myself and I'm going to be grateful for the beauty and all of which it is. Okay. So until tomorrow's daily dose of energy, guys, I love you guys so freaking much. Be good. Be gentle with yourself. Look out for the newsletter. I will be sending that out today. Um, yeah. Okay. So I love you. And until our next daily dose of energy. Bye.